Hi, everybody. I'm Jamie Allison, and this is the Big Idea, Big Moves podcast. This is the destination for high performers. We talk to people from different areas, different genres, different niches, people doing really cool things in whatever their area of expertise is, and and hopefully take away some of those things that you can use in your lives. Uh, We talk to athletes, we talk to CEOs, we talk to scientists, we talk to people just doing really cool things in their space. Um, And today we do have one of those guests. Just before we jump into that, though, um, you know, one of the things that a lot of our guests talk about because there are you know some real kind of goal setters and people who do journaling and all those things we've looked around and found a really cool resource called Jim Gypsy um, which uh, you know obviously tra- helps you track things about your own kind of uh, um, you know your skill work your strength work all those things in the gym but it also talks a little bit about your why and and helping track some of that along with it at the same time it's definitely worth a look um, go on to our Instagram and uh, if you go into our bio you'll see a link there you can get 20% off if you'd like um, take a look at it again it's Jim uh, Gypsy, and uh, you know, thank you for their uh, support of the of the podcast as well. Um, and so today, uh, I'm I'm really excited, and and this is actually a, a second time we're connecting. But uh, Victoria Bach is a member of this year's IIHF uh, World's Gold Medal winning Canadian women's hockey team. Um, she's one of the young stars that they added to the team ahead of next year's Olympics, and and she was a, a standout at Boston University before that. She holds records, from what I understand, in all time goal points, most goals in a single season, most points in a single season. Um, she's the first woman in the program uh, history to reach 100 goals, and that's ahead of her, uh, um, the captain from her uh, current kind of team Canada, Marie Philippelin, and she starred uh, on the CWHL's um, Markham Thunder as a rookie, um, and is now part of the PWHPA as well, and, and has been uh, involved in the Dream Gap Tour games there as well. So uh, we were talking just before we kind of came onto the podcast, Victoria, the last time we talked, it was kind of right at the very start of when everything was being launched locked down and, and we talked a bit about how you were staying active and staying connected but now you're uh, a double IHF world champion um, you know and and that goes beside your name now so so how cool is that uh, as, as a new thing uh, on your resume yeah it has honestly been an incredible year I mean you know from 800 days ago was the last time that we played you know at a world championship stage so to be able to actually compete Um, and get to play in the world championships was just something that was so special like we've waited so long we've trained for so long and for it to finally be there and for us to get the win was honestly one of the moments that I will never forget in my life Um, we're still celebrating Uh, it was just an overall great experience for me but, and the way it ended, which which is, I mean, people will know if they follow women's hockey, they know that the USA-Canada kind of rivalry and it's all of the games are always very tight. And this one was no exception. Um, yeah. How was that for you to be involved in that, especially considering you probably saw some of those rivalries growing up as well? How cool is it to be a part of it? Yeah, I mean, anytime you get to wear the jersey and, you know, represent your country and wear the Maple Leaf, it's just such an honor. And, you know, this being my first world championships, I was just really excited going into it kind of with an open mind and um, just really looking to grow as a player and um, also get the chance to compete. And I think, you know, as an athlete, um, as a hockey player playing for Team Canada, you know, you really look for those games against the U.S. I mean, they're our big, biggest rivals. And um, I knew going into that game that it was going to be a great game. It was going to be a battle and it was going to be a fight. And um, I was just really confident in our group. And we had such an amazing, you know, group of girls going into this world championship, such a tight knit group. And um, going into that final game, I mean, 
you know, we were down, we came back and we won in overtime and um, just, you know, the sequence of events was just something so special for us. We worked so hard and um, yeah, it was just overall a, a great experience and um, I'm happy that we got to win the gold medal. Yeah, it's 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 quite the story through the game that which was pretty cool. Um, but the other side is is you mentioned there about how you came together as a as a team and and this has been a very different year where you kind of haven't been able to be together a whole lot before this. So how how did that happen? Like how how is it that you connected so well with the rest of the team? I think all of us just really were holding each other accountable and the days that we weren't together as a group, we all have small training hubs. And I know for me, I was training in Toronto um, at a gym called grit with a, we had a group of around eight girls. So we were always pushing each other. And I know there was different uh, circumstances in different hubs. Some people were only allowed to skate with one to four people on the ice at a time. So I think we just really all pushed each other and made the most of every opportunity that we get, that we got to be together and step on the ice together. And I also think it was really special that we got to come together before the world championships. Um, we were together for around two weeks. So we were competing, we were playing inner squad games and um, just really getting to know each other as a team, building chemistry. I think that was uh, really important in helping us be successful. Now, you and a, a few other of the, the younger or newer members of that team really, um, you know, uh, broke out a lot, I think, in this as well. Uh, you know, how was that um, as being one of those younger players and, and being able to play with like, uh, you know, Marie-Philippe Poulain and some of those people who, you know, have, have been an icon for a while on that team? What's, what's that experience like to learn from them at the same time? Yeah, you know, for me growing up, like I really looked up to Mary Philip Poulin. I played with her at Boston University for a year. Yeah. Um, I got to play sometimes with her on the power play, things like that. But to actually get to play on a line with her and Brianne Jenner, um, both two incredible leaders and just really role models in our game. Um, it was it was really special for me. And I remember still putting on the jersey for the very first game of the world championships and um, kind of just looking around. And I was like, wow, this is like my dream. Like I've always wanted to play in a world championships and especially playing alongside two of my favorite players. So um, I think it was really special and I had a lot of fun and I learned a lot and um, grew as a player. So it was, it was a great experience for me. And, and right now you are, um, you know, you're, you're kind of doing some transitions. You're in, in Calgary right now. So there's no real kind of rest in between. It's, it's, that was like a pretty short amount of time. You didn't even get to really revel in it too much. And, and then you're off doing other things. So tell us about that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one door, uh, one door closes and a new chapter begins. So for us, um, we actually all just moved into our houses in Calgary to be centralized for the year for the Olympics. And um, we actually started up today. So this is our first day of centralization. So as exciting and as it was to win a world championships, um, we had a nice week off and we got to celebrate and relax. But like I said, now our new journey begins and um, you know, it starts today. We got to train hard every single day and in hopes to, you know, make the Olympic team and, and go to Beijing. So um, we I'm really excited for the opportunity to be centralized. And um, like I said, we're going to start training today and um, in hopes to I, in hopes that I can uh, get a spot on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. And and now you um, you go to university as well, too. Right. Like how does how does that work for you when when you've got this stuff and, and uh, you know, because I, I think you go to Queens. Am I right? Is that. Yeah. So I'm actually taking my master's uh, of education at yeah. Queens right now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm allowed to take um, like a semester off. So yeah. I'm going to take a semester off until 
uh, after centralization and then kind of go from there, which is nice that the program gives us the ability to do that um, because I really want to focus on hockey. I mean, this is like the goal that I've had since I was a little kid. So um, I'm here to kind of leave it all out on the line and um, really just focus on, on hockey. Yeah. And um, so there, uh, you know, one of the, the things that, um, you know, I know from your background is that you're, uh, you're, you're not a, a big hockey player. I mean, you're five, five, three, five, four, somewhere thereabouts, I think. Um, and that's probably been something that, you know, has, has maybe been brought up a few times, I would assume, as you've gone through building your career. Um, ha- has that, I guess, first of all, been something that, that comes up? And um, was that a motivator for you in, in getting to where you are? Yeah, for sure. I think growing up, something that's always kind of, you know, that some adversity that I've had to face is my size and being a smaller player, you know, I've always had to make sure that I'm in the gym getting stronger um, or working on areas of my game that I can compete with the, you know, bigger, faster girls, making sure that um, I use my speed and different things like that. I mean, growing up, I've always been told that, you know, I was too small and, you know, you're not going to make it anywhere because of your height. Um, I've heard comments like that growing up, but I think for me, it's just kind of a motivation factor, making sure that um, I am strong enough to play at that level. And, you know, I am working on areas of my game because I'm smaller. And um, I think height kind of runs in my family. So my dad actually played hockey as well. And he was a, he was a smaller player growing up. So I've really looked to him for a lot of advice and he's helped me out along the way, just, you know, with knowing how to play as, as a smaller player and how to use it to your advantage. Yeah. And, and I think most people would assume, um, you know, you started playing hockey when you were, you know, three or four, like you hear all the time. And, and I, uh, from my understanding, you started a little later than that and, and, you know, are where you are at, at a young age. Um, you know, is that something that you talk about with people and, and that they know that you started a little later than some people did? Yeah, for sure. So I'm actually involved with some coaching. And um, I think the one thing I say to people is it's never too late to start. I mean, hockey, I, I fell in love with the game when I was around seven years old, like the first time I stepped on the ice. And I started hockey pretty late compared to all of my peers. I was really into soccer at the time, playing a lot of soccer. And mm-hmm. um, when I switched over to hockey, like I knew this was going to be the game that I was going to love. Like every time I stepped on the ice, I would just have a smile on my face cheek to cheek. But um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it doesn't matter what age that you you start at um, really what matters is the work ethic. I mean, you know, as, as much as, as much as you want, as hard as you work, you're going to see, you're going to see results. And um, I think that's so important. Like for me, starting at seven years old, I was out, outside on the outdoor rink, having to play catch up, but um, it's yeah. something that I really loved. And if you're really passionate about something, you know, you can really achieve anything that you want if, if you put your mind to it. And, you know, you obviously kind of set goals for yourself when, um, you know, but you, you do, obviously, if you're going into school and you're, you're going for your master's now and things like that, there's, there's some real balance that has to, you have to figure out there too. Um, how do you, how do you juggle that yourself? I know it's a little different right now because you're going to be so focused, but maybe for the last couple of years, how did, how did you manage doing training and also doing schooling and things like that? I think for me, it's really important to kind of get into like a routine, I like to say. Um, I'm a pretty organized person. I actually like to like uh, journal, have an agenda. So I'll write everything down, kind of just spacing out your day. Um, I also think it's important to make 
like checklists of the most important things that you need to do in your day. But also it's really important to save time for yourself and save time, you know, for fun and to have fun with your friends and family. I think it's really important to make sure that you you have a fair balance. And that's something that I always um, ensure that I do is making time for, you know, friends and things outside of sports and school. Um, I think the most important thing like I mentioned, is having balance and, you know, just being organized and even creating a routine can be really helpful for some people. And, and you mentioned that you do some coaching and, and I know that you do a lot in, in mentoring other people, um, uh, you know, considering, especially I think being in, in women's sports, that's, that's plays a huge role in, and how, how are you doing that? And, and, you know, what does, what does that give you, I guess, being able to, to kind of mentor other young girls? Yeah, I think coaching is something that's in my passion and just teaching. And um, eventually when I'm done hockey, I would love to be a school teacher, an elementary school teacher. So it's something that I really enjoy doing. And I honestly just love giving back. And um, it's a lot of fun. Like I've been coaching some young girls teams. I've been coaching with some of the boys teams. And um, I think what's so rewarding about coaching is just seeing, you know, the young players grow and succeed. I mean, um, it's something that's so rewarding. And it's also a lot of fun too. Hockey's my passion. And I just really enjoy giving back. Yeah. And and who did, um, are there specific people that, that played that role for you when you were younger? Like, do you recall there being one or two people that really kind of impacted you that way? Um, I think I've had several coaches, you know, growing up or um, development coaches that have really impacted me. And um, I think for me, actually, I never really had much female mentors in my in my hockey career. I think mm-hmm. I had my first uh, female coach was when I played junior hockey, my very first year playing junior in Oakville. Um, there was a coach named Brady Cochran. She was my first uh, female coach that I had. Um, but growing up, there's been a lot of, you know, mentors to me. And um, one coach that kind of stands out to me is actually Steve Abrams. And it's kind of a cool story because growing up, he he was one of my first coaches and he always really believed in me and, you know, being a smaller player and he always told me like, keep working hard and always believed in, you know, what I had to offer. And um, it's kind of a cool story now because he actually just moved to Calgary a couple of years ago. And now that I'm in Calgary, I reached out to him and it's just really cool to be able to reconnect. And um, he was able to come watch all of the world championships games. So um, that's really special. And he's, he's had a pretty big impact on my career. And he actually, one time at a rink, it's a pretty cool story. He found, I found a coin on the ground. And I brought it to him and I was like, look, this is going to be our lucky coin. And he kept that lucky coin like he still had it in his wallet. And when he came to Calgary and when I came to Calgary and saw him, he still had the lucky coin. So pretty cool story. And And a famous um, coin now. So uh, (laughs) I'm sure he I'm sure he's going to tell that story for a long time now. For sure. For sure. It won't come out of his wallet, I'm sure. No, no. (laughs) Um, So. You know, one of the other things that um, I know that people may or may not know about you is that you have um, an Indigenous background. And, um, you know, I think in the last little while, you've really kind of, uh, um, you know, tried to, to really kind of connect with that a lot. And, and maybe kind of two questions is one, um, just, uh, you know, what, how have you gone about doing that for yourself? And then, then also, you know, are there, are there things that, that you've really connected with, I guess, as, as part of that? Yeah, for me, I think it's super important. My my grandmother was um, a Mohawk First Nation. She grew up in Tyndaga. And 
for me, um, she actually passed away three years ago now. And for me, she was a big role model to me and just hearing the stories that she's went through throughout her life and, um, you know, just the battles that she's faced. And I think for me, it's really important to educate myself. Um, make sure I'm educating others. And I'm actually right now um, involved in an organization called ProPax. And so it's a nonprofit organization. And what we do is we give back by giving presentations to the youth. Um, We do different engagements with them. Um, And I think it's really important for me to work with these Indigenous communities to educate myself and um, help give back and also help inspire them and let them know that, you know, they can really do whatever they want if they put their mind to it. And um, I think that's something that's really important to me. Yeah. And, and something that, um, you know, I, I think is, is obviously has a huge impact out, outside of what you do just in hockey. That's very cool. Um, so, uh, you know, one of the, the other things is that you would mention that you're kind of jumping kind of right into orientation stuff. Uh, what, what does that mean? Like to anybody else knowing, okay, what do you, what do you do at a, an Olympic orientation? Just what generally does that look like for you? Like what your days look like? So today is the first day of orientation of Olympic centralization. So yeah. it's our orientation. So basically today is a full media day. Yep. Um, so we are going to the rink and a bit here and uh, we'll be doing some interviews. We'll be doing some pictures and um, just basically, yeah, getting, a, I think a lot of media stuff will be happening today. Yep. And then starting tomorrow, actually, we have our first practice. So we'll have our first practice as a group for centralization, kind of open up centralization And then we're going to have a workout session after. And I think that's kind of what it's going to look like for the next two weeks here, just building into centralization. We'll be doing a lot of practices and training, and then we'll start getting into some games. So we'll play uh, games against some guys teams and um, play in a couple series and, um, I think that's when the games will start beginning in a couple of weeks from now. So yeah. um, I'm just really excited for that. I bet. And and things are, are getting closer. I mean, people, you know, it's it's weird to think that it's it's getting close, but it is. So that's, so that's close. great. Yeah, I can't believe it's already September. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to take you too long because I literally to everybody there, they know that uh, Victoria's done a, a great job kind of squeezing this this interview in uh, before she kind of runs off to do that stuff. So I appreciate it. Um, if people are trying to, you know, follow you, follow what's going on and everything, what are some of the best ways to do that, Victoria? Yeah, they can reach out to me on Instagram, Twitter. Um, both of my handles are the exact same. It's vbach21. That's V-E-E-B-A-C-H 21. Um, so, yeah, you can reach out to me um, Instagram. I also have LinkedIn as well. Um, yeah, feel free to reach out to me at any time if you have any questions or anything like that. I'm always around. Cool. And I'm sure they'll do that. We'll put it in the show notes so that you can uh, you can connect with uh, Victoria and and watch all the great stuff she's going to be going through in the next little while. So that's uh, that's um, you know exciting, I think, for everybody. So, again, thanks for taking the time and, uh, you know, good luck over the next little while. I, I know we'll all be watching. No, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. OK, and we will talk to everybody again on Big Idea, Big Moves.